Hi, everybody. My name is Pastor Ryan. I serve as the lead pastor at Hosanna. It is so good to be with you wherever you are, whether you're joining us online or at one of our campuses. We believe the Lord led you here. And if you consider Hosanna your church home and you're not already giving regularly and proportionally to how God has given to you, so many of you are. Uh, but if you aren't and you want to get started, it's really easy. Just text Hosanna Church to 77977. I can't think of a better time to even more fully trust God with your finances and with our lives. Well, happy birthday, Hosanna. The big 4 0. It's a big deal, and 40 is a big deal in the Bible. Right? We see it with Noah and the flood. We see it with Moses on Mount Sinai. We talked about Elijah's journey, 40-day journey last week. Jesus, 40 days in the wilderness before he begins his ministry, and, and 40 days between his resurrection and his ascension. 40 is a big deal. And then the Israelites wander for 40 years in the wilderness, and then they finally reach the edge of the promised land, ready to cross crossover. And in Joshua, the book of Joshua chapter three, by the way, we're going to be spending some time in Joshua three and four in this series called Standing in the Gap as we celebrate our 40th birthday, our 40th anniversary. And in Joshua chapter three, God tells Joshua to send the priests holding the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God to the center of the Jordan River. And when they do this, it it stops the flow of water of the, of the Jordan River on both sides and the people are able to cross over. They stand in the gap with God's presence so that people can cross over into the promised land. And then in Joshua chapter four, we, we see God telling Joshua again to instruct 12 representatives from each of the 12 tribes of Israel to grab a stone, a memory stone, from the middle of the Jordan River, take it to the other side and build a memorial to remember what God has done over those 40 years and as they've crossed into the promised land. And then I wanna read a passage of scripture. Here's what happens next in Joshua 4, verse 21. It says, then Joshua said to the Israelites, in the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the river right before your eyes and he kept it dry until you were all across just as he did at the Red Sea. When he dried it all up until we had crossed over, all crossed over. He did this so all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful and so you might fear the Lord your God forever. Fear, or better, better said probably that you would... Revere that you would put God ahead above all in your life, everyone and everything in your life. And that this memorial, these stones, are to be a reminder to the next generation, this generation, as we, as we stand here today, of how faithful God has been, how powerful God is. That those stones, those memory stones remind us of God's faithfulness, how he has stood in the gap for us again and again and again. And that's certainly been true for these first 40 years at Hosanna. I asked Pastor Bill Boleyn, our founding pastor, to come in and have a conversation with me about these memory stones at Hosanna. Some of the memories, the stories, of how God has been faithful, about how God has stood in the gap, how people have stood in the gap at Hosanna, for Hosanna, through Hosanna over these first 40 years. 
And so we're going to watch this video and hear some of these stories and be reminded of God's faithfulness and how he has stood in the gap. And it's good for us, all of us who call Hosanna home. This is our church family. Whether we've been here for 30 days or we've been here for 30 plus years, it's good to know our family history. It's like going to a family reunion and being reminded of who we are, where we've been. And so right now we're going to watch this conversation with our founding pastor, Bill Boleyn. Let's watch. I'm glad to be here, Ryan. This is going to be fun, I think. Yeah, and I, and I'm just kind of blown away by it myself. But you must be sitting here going 40 years. Can you believe it? I, I'm, uh, I'm just about flabbergasted, Ryan, that 40 years uh, have gone by. Um, there's a lot for us to talk about. I've, I've been thinking a lot about this, and it wouldn't be right um, to not have you be a part of this special day. Because yeah, I'm glad to are. be here. Thank so, you. So, as you know, we're looking at the story of Joshua and the Israelites and crossing over from 40 years in the wilderness right. to, to the promised land. And, um, and, and one of the things we read about in Joshua chapter 4 is that, that God instructs the Israelites to go get some memory stones right. so that they can remember God's faithfulness to them over those 40 years, yeah. but also his faithfulness to them as they crossed over the Jordan River into the promised land. So I know there are lots of memory stones uh, as you look back on these first 40 years at Hosanna, but what would be some of the big uh, highlights, memory stone highlights? I like, the, I like the idea of the memory stones, Ryan, because I, I think we as people of faith, oftentimes we're forward-looking and we should be anticipating what God has in store for us, but it's good for us to look back once in a while and remember. And, you know, that's what these memory stones were about, you know, kind of points in time when God showed us something special or that we remember. So I got a lot of them. I mean, okay, I've, I've been go. thinking let's about hear them, it. Man. it. You know, the first one that comes to my mind, Ryan, goes back to day one, as you know, uh, this congregation started with me going out door knocking. I mean, it's, yeah. it, I, I smile every time I say it because I can't believe I did it. You still have the boots? I, the bo I, I donated them to church. They're here, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, January 3rd, I can show you that in my journal, 1980, I go out and start door knocking and uh, inviting people to be part of Hosanna. But, but the story that uh, you've heard me say it any number of times is I was a little anxious about that or nervous because I'm basically an introvert. Yeah. What's this going to be like going out door knocking? And before I ever got down here, I had accepted the call. We're going to do it. But I said this to a friend of mine. You know, I, I don't know what that's going to be like, and that's going to be hard for me. And his quote was, a guy named Phil said, Billy, don't worry about it. The Lord's already down there knocking on those doors, and you're going to meet him in the, in the homes and the hearts of those people. I'm telling you, right? That was just perfect. It, it ministered to me. I've, I've been telling that story for 40 years because that was my experience. And I guess what, in terms of a memory stone, what I would say to people is I, I saw and I learned that God always goes ahead. Yeah. He's here with us right now. He's, he's present with us, but I also think he puts people and, and places in line for us. He lines things up in the future. So God goes ahead. That's good. And another thing, you, you've, you've heard my stories. I said this probably for to every new member class for 40 years, is if you're willing to get outside your comfort zone just a little bit, uh, that's where God will show you some things. And that's where you need your faith. Yeah. I said this to folks, you know, if you just stay in your comfort zone and, and do what you know and what you can do, there's no faith in that necessarily. But if, if you get nudged out here, then God will show you some things. And that's what I experienced with this door knock. So that's certainly one memory stone. Um, 
we started to worship and, and gather the people together. The, the second one that comes to my mind is what we're celebrating right now, and that's when we birthed this congregation. And the date was November 16th, 1980. Yeah. And we had um, 180 charter members, you know, that had committed to the congregation, and they did make a significant commitment. And on that day, we had to adopt a constitution, so we were a legal church, and we elected a vision board. This is all business, you know. And they called their first pastor. Yep. Up till then, I was the pastor developer developing this congregation. Now we're a congregation, so they got to call their first pastor. And so they went off into a room and don't you know, they didn't come back for a half an hour. <laughs> Who's I it was be? the only candidate. Uh, they, took, they took care of that in two minutes, and then they just had a chat. Yeah. But another, another thing I like to mention is, so we organized this church, and we have to adopt our first budget for 1981. It was a big deal back then, still is, is we were self-supporting right away. We didn't need any more missional support. I don't mean to say that out of ego. It just, yeah. what I mean to say is it shows that Generosity was a part of the DNA of this congregation from day one. Absolutely. And it still is, and, yeah. I, and I know you're seeing that. Yeah. Um, you know, another thought that comes to mind is, so we birthed this little church, and if, if some people might know Lakeville Schools, we worshiped at Orchard Lake Elementary. That's right. And then when they built it, we moved over to Christina Huddleston. Uh, there were two summers, summer of 80, summer of 81, we worshiped at Buck Hill. You know, in that little A-frame ski chalet, yeah. we had to keep the doors open. The dogs would come walking in through church or kids would come up to the window and say, there's people in there. And we'd, we'd wave. <laughs> Parties the night before. Too, yeah. Oh, boy. Up. They used to have wedding receptions there and supposed to have a cleanup crew. Sometimes they didn't. So we'd walk we in at 8 o'clock the next morning and there are beer bottles and ashtrays. But we're going to worship. And so we cleaned up. <laughs> But I get, you know, what I'm saying is that for four years, a little bit of a wilderness experience because we don't have a church building yet. But we were a church, Ryan. I mean, yeah. so it's, it's just, it's the, you know, the age old saying that the, the church is not the building, it's the people. So that's, yes. that's who right. we were. And we were the body of Christ. And what I saw in those early years was um, the way the Lord built into this little congregation and the people that he brought and the gifts that they brought and how the body of Christ can work. However, in the spring of 1984, May of 1984, I think it was May 6th, we walked into our first church building and it's now the, an Episcopal church. Yeah. But that, yeah. and people may not know that, many do, but uh, that was us for 12 years. That's where we lived. And once we moved into that, um, that first building and we were homeowners, oh, we were happy, we were excited, we were proud of it. 6,000 square feet, that's, yeah. that's what we could afford. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think some people had houses bigger than that, but that's what we could build. And with that new home and with that visibility in the freeway, oh my, we started to grow. Yeah. About 10 years into our time there, by 1990, we had a, a really huge decision to make. One of the biggest the congregation ever had to make was would we stay there at that site over in Burnsville? And we thought we could become a congregation of about 800 to 1,000. Wow, that was wonderful. Or did the Lord have something more in store for us, more in mind? And so we sold that plan to the Episcopalians, that building, and we moved to a Lakeville, you know, this site, initially 22 acres, now it's 58 or whatever it is. 
And what we learn there, Ryan, is that God always has more in store for you. Not necessarily bigger. It's got to be bigger. That's not what I'm yeah. saying. But uh, I just came to know this and trust it, that God always has more to show us, more of himself to reveal to us, more that he, he wants uh, us to see a deeper understanding, all of that. That's some of the more that we experience by being obedient to God. I think about 20 years ago when Hosanna had this missional outward focus to plant a couple of churches, one in Rosemount and Absolutely. one in Northfield, yeah. uh, Rejoice in Northfield and Community of Hope in Rosemount. And now, as God's plan would would have it, uh, they've come back uh, around and are now part of our Hosanna family. Isn't that something? Hosanna Rosemount, Hosanna that. Northfield, and of course there's Hosanna Shakopee too. Yeah. Um, and so it just is amazing how God has continued to expand Hosanna's reach and impact. So Absolutely. Memory stones. I mean, you know, so, I, I got 50 more. Invite me back on the 45th anniversary. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a few more, okay? Yeah. But these are some of the ones that stand out. Stuff that God, God showed us and it got built into our DNA right from day one. Yeah, good stuff. So good. And you, you hear the, the recurring themes there of, of faith and stepping out, trusting God yep. you know, to do something bigger than we could ever do on our own. Or that we even knew to pray for and bigger than what we even thought well, we should be praying for. You've heard me say that. Yeah. You know, we, we were thinking about this and praying for this. And God says, well, how about this? And yeah. <laughs> we didn't even know to pray for yeah. that. I mean, you know, uh, it's just a matter of trusting him. Yeah. And I think we did that. Yeah. The other theme I heard was health. You know, I said we're a healthy church, which started to grow. And I am so thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, as the lead pastor of Hosanna today, this legacy of health yeah. um, in a congregation, um, because healthy things grow. They do. Know? And uh, yeah. so thank you for the legacy of health that you've loved. Right. And you know what? Right? A fun congregation, too. We laughed yeah. a lot. Yeah. We, we had parties and we celebrated anything and, and lots of things. And so I... I, I still see that at Hosanna, and you've safeguarded that, so I'm glad for that yeah, as well. It's part There's of joy in this place. culture, too. Yeah. yeah. It's good. I think Nancy was the, wasn't she the chair of the fun team? The fun and, fun and fellowship Fun and fellowship. She she could make a party. She was the party at times. She could make a party happen, and people love Nancy. They yeah. still do. Yeah. yeah. So do I. I know. That's good. I wish she was sitting here. <laughs> well, you know, our theme for this series is standing in the gap. Yep. And we just felt like that was the right theme for this 40th celebration as we celebrate the first 40 and and cross over into the next 40 yeah. plus however many years God has in store for us. Um, but, but of course, you know the story in Joshua that God uh, instructs the, the priests um, through Joshua to go out into the middle of the of the Jordan, yeah. carrying the presence of God right. um, with the Ark of the Covenant. And then the water stops and everyone's able to cross over yeah. from there. That's right. And so the standing in the gap idea, I know that over the first 40 years, uh, time and time again, you saw how people stood in the gap with yeah. God's presence. Um, and, and so would you just share a few stories along those lines of how people oh, have right. stood yeah. in the gap uh, at and through Hosanna over the years? I'd love to. And I like this theme. I like that you guys have chosen this and this story. It's, it's just perfect in this 40-year transition into the promised land and so forth. And yeah, there's there's people uh, that come to my mind uh, that stood in the gap for us. Um, again, this goes back the full 40 years. Uh, one of the doors that I knocked on was a woman named Pat Groth. 
and um, I can picture the house. I can see myself going up to the door, Ryan, and she came to the door with a baby in arms, Courtney, and I gave my spiel. My name is Bill Boleyn. I'm going through your neighborhood uh, asking people to consider joining a, a new Lutheran church, Hosanna Lutheran Church. May I ask, do you have a church home? I said that 4,000 times. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you still say it now. like it's, Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah. And um, she said, why don't you step in? Hardly anybody had me step in. I mean, that was a big deal, yeah. just to step in. And she asked me a whole lot of questions, good questions about me and the church and what I was thinking this would be and all that stuff. And then finally she said, well, I'm, I'm glad. I've been praying that there would be a new Lutheran congregation in the neighborhood because I'm getting a little bit tired of driving to my church over in St. Paul, where, by the way, and she just mentioned these things. I've, I've been the, the Sunday school superintendent. I was on the church council, was president of the church council, and involved in the prayer ministry. And by the way, I have an in-home typewriting service. Typewriter, okay, in-home yeah. typewriting service. <laughs> I started crying. <laughs> I wanted to hug her. Yes. You know, I wanted to go out the front door and say, she's mine, she's mine, you know. Yeah. Anyway, I guess second only to me, you know, as the first employee of Hosanna, she was the first person we hired, the second employee. And she was our parish coordinator, not our parish secretary, yeah. parish coordinator. And she did organize things. And uh, she was she was 10 years old. I mean, she oftentimes told me where I should be going and so forth. And I, I was 31. So I, I was okay. Yeah. I needed that in yeah. my life. But the gift of hospitality or welcoming the stranger, right? I think she's built into this congregation and that's part of her legacy. Yeah. So that's one person that comes to mind. Another person uh, who stood in the gap... He filled the gap because he <laughs> because of his personality. Yeah. You know where filled the room. Oh man, David Householder. Yeah, and uh, we called House to be our teaching pastor, and he was with us for eight years. And uh, a lot of sparkle, you know him. A yeah. lot of sparkle, huge personality. What a mind. What right? Did he speak three or four languages? Yeah, at least plus his own. Whatever house he house or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, but. He was a magnificent teacher. Yeah. And what House did for us, what, and we were doing it, but he built into it, was, was we got our Bibles open and he took us deeper into God's Word. Yeah. And he and Wendy, his wife Wendy, came home from uh, a vacation to London one time. Yeah. Uh, just about drove me. His house, his hair's on fire because he's been to Holy Trinity Brompton by accident. And the church is, is alive and full of the spirit. It's the church where Alpha, the Alpha program was birthed. That's right. So he comes back to me, sitting here in the Midwest. I never heard of Alpha. We have to do this. It's a great program. It needs to be our new member class. It's 10 weeks long. And I think you know that over, over the years, over 9,000 people That's right. came through Alpha. Getting into the Word, understanding the church, understanding Jesus, embracing prayer. And by the way, a second part of that was um, we, you know, I, I picture this Lutheran church. We, we opened the door a crack and a couple of windows <laughs> and we let the Holy Spirit in. Yeah. The third person in the Apostles' Creed. Well, the Spirit started stirring in this congregation, right? The power of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the touch of the Spirit was palpable in this place. The third person, you know, you talk about standing in the gap. Who, who did God send along? Uh, was someone named Pat Mo, Pat and Dewey Mo, Dwayne, but everybody called him Dewey. When we were still over on the freeway in that first building, uh, 
Pat and Dewey lived by that church, and they would drive by it every Sunday to go to their church in Bloomington. And Pat told this story many times. We were going by one day, and the Lord said, I want you to pray for that church. So they started praying for this church. They're members elsewhere, but they started praying for Hosanna. And pretty soon, they're, they're there on Sunday nights praying for the church. I don't know who they are. I don't even know that they're there. And there's now not two people, but 10 people are praying. And then there's 15, and then there's 20-some people praying on Sunday night at Hosanna for Hosanna. <laughs> I remember thinking, maybe I should find out who this is. <laughs> Got to know them. Got to love them. Hmm. And ultimately, uh, Pat came in our staff as our prayer and care pastor. Yeah. And that's who she was. And, and she and, and Dewey and many others built this prayer ministry, which you've, you've experienced and still is here, right? But this foundational prayer ministry, uh, which we built the church on, continue to. Well, we've reflected on the first 40 years. There's a lot to reflect on. I know there's much more we could reflect on, but those are some of the highlights. As you think about where this congregation is going yeah. the next 40 or however many years God has for us, what are some things that you, you would say, I don't want Hosanna to ever lose that, to forget about that? that. Yeah, I appreciate the question, Ryan. Yeah. And I have thought about it a lot. I love Hosanna still. I, you know, if I can't talk about my grandchildren, I love talking about Hosanna. And I am eager to see what the Lord has in store because it's, it is good to look back. Yeah. But part of what I feel is that's just fuel for the fire for going forward, you know, because he's still got plans for it. He's, he's He was faithful and he's going to be. So anyway, I, you know, We've got it hanging here. I'm glad for that. In 1980, early on, this congregation started to come together, and, and the pioneers said, we need to describe ourselves or define what our who we're going to be, what's our mission going to be. And so this is our charter statement, the actual charter document. And over the course of 1980, you know, we designated Charter Sundays, and there's the signatures, 180 charter members, as I mentioned, we birthed the congregation November 16th, 1980. It, it's a little bit too long for me to read, I think, but I hope people might get a chance to see that because it reflects much of what we're talking about. And, and so I hope we look back, see those words, the intent of the pioneers and the Lord working through us because we're going to see a lot of that as we go forward. One other thought I had too, Ryan, was just one of the things I learned about door knocking was I thought, well, this is should be the nature of the church continuing to go out. Yeah. And I, I had experience, and I think too often the church builds the building, back then probably, but still true a little bit today. You build the building and then people will come. Yes, up to a point. But the nature of the church should be to gather, be nurtured, be filled, and then to be always, always going out. Yeah. That t touches me as much as anything, yeah. right? That yeah. this little church that started over at Orchard Lake. Yeah. It's touching lives globally. Yeah, amen. And you've continued that, and I appreciate you for oh, that. So, well, it's an honor. Yeah, and you do sense that momentum that started all those years ago and just continues. And the only other thing I, that comes from uh, a lot of things too, but the one phrase that has echoed through my mind a number of times, Ryan, from my experience these forty years, uh, is that God uses every yes. And I have to say this. Let that thought lean on your mind. Yeah, please. You have to say that. <laughs> I got to say that. And I haven't mentioned Fleet Farm yet. But anyway, I, I just, God uses every yes. He just does. Yeah. 
you know, for me personally, I, I somehow I said, yes, yes, I'll go down there and, and be a part of this congregation. But I've seen it for 40 years that people have stepped forward, maybe a little bit out of their comfort zone. They've said yes. And God uses that to bless the person, you know, to show them things and to build into their faith. But he uses it for his kingdom purposes as well. And so uh, I just want to encourage the people of Hosanna to continue to say yes to the Lord. They'll be blessed. Yeah. And they'll see his hand in their lives. Amen. Amen to that. That is, that yeah. is so good. And I'm so glad that you said yes 40 years ago, rather reluctantly. I, well, I am too. Can you imagine, <laughs> but, Ryan? I yeah. am profoundly grateful yeah. that I got invited into this. And as I think about those first 40 years, the majority of them, you were the lead shepherd of this place. And I am so grateful. We are so grateful for your foundational leadership, your faithful leadership all those years. And you have left a, a lasting legacy in, in my life and in countless others' lives and certainly at Hosanna and the larger church and how Hosanna has led the way. Well, so Those are very thanks. kind words, Ryan. Thank you for that. Very humbling. Yeah. Well, and to honor you, we do have uh, a special plaque that we want oh to my, look at isn't she pretty yeah <laughs> no we had to get her in there so that it would <laughs> yes so that it would uh be worth putting up no it's uh something that we feel like on this special occasion the 40th anniversary um it says reverend william r boline and wife nancy hosanna church founding pastor 35 years of exemplary kingdom service oh my and we're going to find a special place to put that um at our lakeville campus uh in and we're just, um, our hearts are filled with gratitude, Bill, for you, for Nancy, for the ways that you have served over the years to make it possible for us to be standing here looking into the next 40. So bless you. Thank you. This touches me, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm honored by it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Bless your heart. <laughs> thank you. And thanks again for the conversation. My pleasure. Really meaningful. So good to hear about those memory stones, how God has been faithful to Hosanna over those first 40 years, people who have stood in the gap uh, for Hosanna, for us, as we now cross over into the next 40 plus years, however many years God has for us. By the way, uh, Bill and Nancy are also celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary later this month, so a big month of celebration for them. And uh, some of you may want to check out that charter statement that Pastor Bill referred to and pointed to. It will be online. You can read the, the, the charter statement that this church was founded on 40 years ago. There's a lot to pull forward from that interview. Uh, memory stones, people who stood in the gap, and some words from the Lord. And I love how Bill said that this is, looking back, is like fuel for the fire as we move forward. And these three thoughts that I want us to pull forward are still relevant for us today, especially right now in the times that we're living in. The first one is that God always goes ahead of us. God always goes ahead of us. He went ahead of Pastor Bill into the South Metro, started knocking on doors even before Pastor Bill did, and he's going ahead of us now. He's going ahead of us in this COVID season. He's going ahead of us with all the uncertainties in the world right now. He's going ahead of us. How do you need to hear that today? He's going ahead of you. He's always going ahead of you. He's already there. Second thought is that the church is not the building, it's the people. The church is not the building, it's the people. And never have we been more aware of this truth. Have we, Hosanna? Never. 
have we been more aware of this truth. During this season, this scattered and gathered season, where we have had to be the church, we haven't always been able to go to church, but we have had the opportunity to be the church and countless opportunities to be the church like never before. And have you ever, Hosanna, so proud of how you have been the church in this season, that we don't just go to church on Sunday, that, but that we are the church you know, Monday through Saturday as well, that we, we are called to be the body of Christ where we live, work, study, and play all the time wherever we are. Pastor Bill wrote a book about this, by the way, this idea of being the church Monday through Saturday as well. It's called, It's Sunday, but Monday's coming. Finding faith for the rest of the week. And you can still find this book online. There's some great Hosanna stories, more Hosanna stories in there. Um, and I would encourage you to check that out. The third thought is, going out to knock on doors is the nature of the church. It's who we are. It's who we've always been here at Hosanna, certainly. And it's who we always will be. We found the boots. We had to find the boots. Pastor Bill donated them. They were in uh, our, our archives, so to speak. But the boots, the very boots that Pastor Bill wore in the middle of winter as he went out to knock on doors and invite people to be a part of this movement that's called Hosanna. And we are still called to put on boots today, to keep on knocking on doors going out, maybe not literally, these boots may not fit all of us, they probably wouldn't fit me, but, but to literally and figuratively go knock on doors of people who are, are waiting to know the hope and heartbeat of Jesus, who are, are literally and spiritually dying out there, people who need to know that God is real, that God is for them, people who need to know that Jesus is the way, the only way, the truth, and the life. And we're not gonna stop knocking on doors it's like the first 40 years and, and into the next 40 years or how many years God has for us, we will continue to knock on doors. God always has more. I love that Pastor Bill said that too. And we believe that. that the best is just ahead. And we're gonna talk more about that next week in the second week of this series as we look out ahead of where God and where, uh, into where God has taken us in the years ahead. But for now, let's, let's close with prayer and thank God for his faithfulness and say yes to him once again. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for your faithfulness. We're, we're grateful for people who have stood in the gap over these first 40 years. Pastor Bill, other leaders we've heard from, and thousands of people who have faithfully stood in the gap to bring us to this point. And we too wanna be people who stand in the gap for you, for the church, for, for your church, for this church. We wanna say yes. We wanna say yes again to how you have stood in the gap for us in Jesus, for how you will continue to stand in the gap for us in, in all the ways that we need you to stand in the gap for us in this season. We wanna say yes to how you want to stand in the gap for Hosanna at this very moment and in the years ahead. We wanna say yes to how you want us to stand in the gap individually and as a church. Lord Jesus, it always always has been and always, always will be all about you. May you be lifted up as we celebrate Hosanna's 40th birthday. We pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen, amen.
Well, thank you to all of you who've joined us for Church at Home. Uh, we're so glad you did, and we want to encourage you to join us again next week as we continue our series, Standing in the Gap, and as we continue to celebrate our 40th birthday as a church. Uh, I also want to remind you that there will be discussion questions at the end of this Church at Home worship experience. Encourage you to keep talking about the message and, and what was stirred up in your heart during this time with family, with friends. I heard about a family that is joining on Zoom after the service. They watch it separately online and then they join together on Zoom to have some good conversation. Lots of ways to do this, but we know that those truths will sink deeper as we process them in community. And now I wanna close with a blessing. And we have a special group of people in our hearts right now. This last week was Veterans Day on Wednesday and, and uh, we want to really have you in mind and in our hearts as we say this blessing and we wanna thank you veterans for your service and your sacrifice. Now all of you receive this blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, amen, amen. God bless you. We'll see you soon.